Merry Christmas, pub crawlers. This week, we will be talking about Black Christmas, a 1974 slasher movie that takes place over winter break in a sorority house at a college. Produced and directed by Bob Clark, written by Roy A. Moore, and starring Olivia Hussey and Margot Kidder, Black Christmas originated so many of the classic slasher movie conventions that we have grown to know and love. How could you not love this movie? Well, maybe we'll tell you. Join us now as we talk about what other famous movie Bob Clark directed, how we feel about Margot Kidder's very different than normal for her role, and whether or not the twist ending had us fooled. Welcome to Fright Pub. Welcome to Fright Pub. An intoxicating horror movie podcast. Yay! Yay, let's go! It's a Christmas miracle! It's a Christmas miracle! Shaggy did it! I found my Christmas time! Oh, Christmas time! Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy, Happy Christmas, Christmas, everyone. Who said it the British way? This, is that because you hate it, you limey fuck? <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, too. Oh, yeah! Yeah, is it, I'm terrible. I never because Hanukkah moves. It's the 18th. Is it the 18th? Mm. Yeah. So it's, so it will have every 18th. It starts on the no. This year it starts on the 18th. So it'll still How be going they... by the time this episode comes out. Yes. Awesome. Happy Hanukkah as well. How do they mark that in the calendar? Like, how does it? Does it go? Is it like Easter, like third fucking full moon after the last harvest or some shit? I don't know. I've always assumed that it operates on like a Hebrew calendar or something like that. That is mm. not quite in line with the. Uh, I, the Julian calendar. Dope. I don't know the first thing about it. The Julian calendar? The Julian? Julian. Julian? After Julius Caesar. He made the fries. Actually, it should be called the Augustan calendar, I suppose, because, yeah. I mean, it's the reason why December is not the 10th month. Oh, they seriously fucked that up for us? They, well, they no, just out. added two months, one for Augustus and one for Julius Caesar, so that's where you get July and August, and that's when the numeri- Sept, the, the- oct, nov, dec- Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Seth Tocknovdeck, but fucking two big dick fucking goddamn Caesars showed up and were like, I want a month named after me. Ooh. Yeah. Because you used to get to do that kind of thing. Yeah. When you're Julius fucking Caesar, you know what happens to guys that name months after themselves? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Augustus died of either old age or his wife poisoned him. One of those two things. See what I mean? But he was really old at the time. I'm not saying that it's a hundred percent Venn diagram. I'm not saying that Venn diagram is a circle. (laughs) <laughs> you have an ego big enough. Well, we're going to name a month after me. You deserve to die. Do it, Elon Musk. Please. <laughs> what the fuck? Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so today, friends, Romans, we're talking. Countrymen. <laughs> friends of Scotland. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> we are discussing 1974. Four. Yeah, not the 2006. 74, baby. The 1974. OG. OG slasher film. Yes, the first slasher film. Black now, Christmas. I can't say first slasher film. So I'm finding three. There's three? three? There's three of these? Well, there's the twenty, the 2006 remake. Yes. And then Black I Hammer. found one. 2019? Yeah. Dope. Mm. Sounds good. So I was wrong. It's not 90s, but it was, it's, yeah, it's 1974, 2006, 2019. Interesting. 
Interesting. Interesting. So we have we have more of these to watch in subsequent Christmas Santa episodes. But yeah, this is our this is our Christmas episode. Everybody be jolly. Now So what's funny to me, whenever they talk about comfort and joy, right? So there's this emotional psychologist named Brene Brown. Who says Brene like, Brown? Brene. Brene. Okay. Brene, sorry, Brene Brown. She's. Did I get that? Did I fuck that up? No. It, it just came out kind of funny yeah, the first time. Yeah. There was like a little hiccup, so I, I couldn't we tell hiccuping. if you were. And I'm renowned for. Couldn't tell if you were up. saying Brene or Rene. Do you guys know about this? I just learned, learned about this person, Brene Brown. Anyway, she says in her book Atlas of the Heart, which is about like emotions and emotional psychology and a better understanding of emotional literacy, she talks a little bit about the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness, it seems, comes from things that you can control. You're more happy when you're in elements that you have control over or are fluent in, right? Like if you're outside of your element, if you're for some reason outside of your comfort zone, you're not as happy, obviously. So if you're inside your comfort zone, which is things that you can control, you are more happy, which is interesting. But joy, usually a synonym, is not the same thing. Joy is overwhelming. Joy fills you up. Joy takes you over. Joy comes on suddenly and leaves you with such a lasting effect that you instantly become afraid for the loss of that joy. It's like staring at your children late at night and you see them sleeping and you're filled with such an overwhelming joy that you're scared, scared to death that you're losing, that you might lose this, that they might be in some sort of danger later, that you're running out of time to enjoy what this is. Yeah, that I don't it's get slipping that. away. No, you don't no, get the joy? I don't, I don't experience joy. Yeah. I have no I have no sensitivity to joy. I so, don't feel it. So when they talk about like joy be unto you and all this like they talk about joy joy joy. I think about that. I like think happy, about happy joy joy. That it's I, a, that it's a choice of joy and I, not that not happiness. It's like happy, happy Christmas is like you. hey, I hope things go great this Christmas. Have a like joy as a Christmas joy thing. Noel. Like joy Noel. Joy is a divine emotion that happens to you, not for you. Mm. And it is terrifying. And so I'm glad we talked about it on this podcast. Because it's scary. Because it's scary as fuck. Hmm, interesting. Thank you for that. Right? I'm just saying. Joy That's is... Cool. Is it like psychopath living in your attic scary? No. No. Maybe. For <laughs> me. <laughs> for me it is. <laughs> There's a psycho in the attic. Joy. You, you heard it here for, first, folks. Joy. Joy is a psychopath living in your attic. Thanks, John Lennon. <laughs> 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 the fuck? Happiness is a psychopath. Wasn't that George Harrison? That was not John. Yeah, that was, that was George, George Harrison. That was George Harrison. Did happiness? I don't know was my a, Beatles. Was a was a warm gun. I'm pretty yeah. sure, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Google that shit. I think everybody likes George because he was like, oh, we don't talk about how good George was, even though he actually was good. He was very good. Yeah, but why didn't he just fucking be good then? He was. No, well, everybody he was one of the traveling Wilburys. One of the what? The traveling Wilbury. So what's a Wilbury? Oh, it was like the best super group ever. Okay. First and foremost, audio slave. Uh, first, <laughs> first and foremost, uh, George Harrison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison. Who? Roy Orbison. Who the fuck is Roy Orbison? Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. He wrote Pretty well, Woman. Yeah. The dude that looks like Doctor Octopus. Yeah. The he's in the best supergroup. Doctor Octopus is dude, in the best supergroup. He's also in the Sinister Six. So dude, I mean, if it's we're, fucking Roy Orbison. It's Doctor Octopus. Wait, oh no, this is this is Lennon McCartney. Was it Lennon McCartney? I could have sworn that was George Harrison. Nope. Maybe I'm thinking of while my guitar gently weeps. So I was right, and then wrong, and then but right I again. Was... We we have to talk about this movie. I, I was okay. <laughs> I have notes. Yeah, directed, we have lots of things to talk directed about. Directed by Bob Clark, who also directed A Christmas Story. 
No shit. You'll poke your eye out, what? kid. Yeah. Same I don't guy. know. That makes a lot of sense that's to amazing. me. That's amazing. Same dude. That's one of my. Is like, that Christmas Dick Clark's story. brother? Is he like, oh, God, you're going to own New Year's Eve, huh? <laughs> well, I'm owning Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> the 70s Christmas is mine. So he likes he likes Christmas movies. Apparently, he's done three movies. I forget what the third one was. I don't think it was Christmassy. I think it was. I That's just, why he doesn't do movies. Anymore. I just thought it was like really funny that, that Black really Christmas funny. was also the guy that did like Christmas Story. That's fun. I enjoy that. Is it well? Good. I do too. I wrote down the cinematographer was Reginald H. Mortis. Not that this that is Canadian, right? Oh hell yeah! Because I gotta say, Canadian I'm impressed fun. with like 70s, 80s Canadian slasher horror. You should be because they they this also Bloody did Valentine. yeah Bloody Valentine. Love. That's good. Okay. Well. I have a lot of different things about this. This was originally supposed to be Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, right. interesting. Because there time is ago. a movie called that. I wonder they if they changed any... it to Black Christmas later on. <clears throat> and then somebody else took that title. And then someone else took They just had it in the fucking wings. Ready to go. Like, ready to go. So, yeah. Crazy. I The only other thing that I have, and I've got, like... Other things like you said, you had thoughts. so many notes, and then you said like two things. I, I have a couple other things. A couple other things. I love Olivia Hussey. How so does Steve Martin. Name? Steve Martin approached her on Roxanne and said, "Oh my God, she wasn't in Roxanne." Yeah, she was. Who was she in Roxanne? Somebody. She's in Roxanne. No, she. Who was she in Roxanne? Who's the girl in Roxanne that's in this? Nobody. There's a girl that's in Roxanne about this. No. Yes, Olivia Hussey's in Roxanne. No, I'm scrolling through. She's none of the three. She's none of the three women I can think of from Roxanne. She's not Roxanne. Uh, Martin's first choice for the title character was Olivia Hussey. Okay, Roxanne. So she wasn't in it. She wasn't oh. in it. First choice. First choice. She picked rock like Steve Martin picked Olivia Hussey for the movie Roxanne, and they had to go a different way. That would have been fucking great. They approached her, and she was like, "I would love to be in it." And Roxanne's like, "I would love for you too. You're in my favorite movie." Rox, you mean Steve Martin? Said. Steve Martin said, "You're in my favorite movie," and she was gonna say Romeo and Juliet because that's what they know her from. And Steve Martin said, "No, Black Christmas. This is Steve Martin's favorite movie, or at least it was." In when 19, he was like when he was making fun yeah, of Roxanne. Like my, what is that? Like nineteen eighty six. He lost his mind, decided to just play the banjo professionally. I don't fucking know. <laughs> just like No, that's that's well, I mean, honestly, I saw it and I was like, holy shit, it's Juliet. Yeah, dude. So she was in it, the uh miniseries. Oh really? Yes. Who'd she play? Audra Phillips Denbro. So um Bill's wife. Oh, interesting. That's our radiators. Oh, dope. I guess it's, it's somebody in the tonight. attic. Thank God. Just rocking back and forth and shouting about babies. So, yeah, let's, can we talk about that for a <laughs> So, like, this dude, I understand psychopathics are, in fact, psychopathic. I guess I have a couple questions. Like, okay, so he kills that one girl instantly, like, grabs her up because she can't see through, I don't know, clear plastic. And then grabs her up. It was that 70s clear plastic. It had like 98% asbestos or something. Like chokes her to death and then carries her into the attic real quick. Right? And then... Up a ladder. Yeah. 
up a, straight up a ladder. This dude is fireman well, strong. We've talked about all that. Like we've talked about that in previous episodes. Like about how to carry someone up a ladder. But no, about this, the the inhuman strength of these. Well, yeah, but no. People. So yes, but these also slasher people. Well, You're one so, of those slasher people, aren't you? Here, carry this for me. So a couple of things. Uh, it isn't just the strength because not only is that a vertical climb up a ladder. Like, that's not like a, a an angled ladder. That's not an A-frame. That's just straight up. He'd have to shove her in first. But also, yeah, that's the other thing. That hole is not big enough for you to carry no. somebody up into That's the problem the with ladder. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Drunky. Fucking javel in it. Mrs. Sherry. Mrs. Mrs. Mac? Mrs. Mac. Mrs. Mac. Mrs. Lady Mac. 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 All dressed Who, in black. Was she a, she and her sister had a, had a, had a, an act. What? There was the, when he's dialing the phone from her room yeah. and you see it and there's like this old looking picture yeah. that's sitting right on the nightstand. Yeah. It's like the Mac Arthur sisters oh, or whatever. Like wow. they had, like she and, she and her sister had this old act that they used to do together, I guess. I don't know. It was weird. So like she knows what's up and I, that's probably why she takes care of all these girls so good. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, was it a dry college? Speaking of dry... Let's talk about what we're drinking. Yes. Okay. Dope. I drank mine. <laughs> it was delicious. So I did a drink of my own concoction called <laughs> a new exchange. <laughs> it is Bailey's layered on top of peppermint schnapps topped with whipped cream, mm. which is traditionally known as a blowjob shot. But the peppermint makes it festive. <laughs> so now it's fellatio. So now it's fellatio. And Brilliant. she talks about the exchange. Oh, it's a new exchange. F-E. F-E-L-L-I-A. <laughs> it was hilarious. My favorite, that was my favorite uh, character in the whole movie was the guy who just laughed. Oh, that, yeah. Who's my favorite? <laughs> Chris's favorite The police character. officer who found everything funny. Yeah. Chris went off the rails and made sure that I tell this part. His favorite character was the random farmer that shot that cop in the ass for trespassing that they did not kill, but in fact just brought in for assaulting a police officer who was adamant who was like, that he who did came it. in with the shotgun. Yeah, didn't put it and down. And was like, I'll shoot him again. I'll shoot him. Next time he trespasses, I'll shove this shotgun up his ass sideways. <laughs> like, and then left. And then left. Like it ain't. I shot a cop, <laughs> told him I'd do it again, threatened him and his safety, and then left unscathed. <laughs> right. What the fuck? The seventies were a different time. Laura. Yeah, seventies Canada, man. Seventies Canada, <laughs> just shooting cops and shit. <laughs> like it ain't no thing. Fuck. Uh, yeah, Lauren, what do you I got? I have a couple things. Because who, who? I I I can't disappoint. Um, so I have my beer advent calendar pick. Hey, advent for calendar today, beer. which was I wish that this had been out for. I wish that I had picked this one for. They look like people because it's hazy, hazy Jane Peach. Ooh. And uh, so it's good. And then I also have some uh, uh, some dear friends brought over. Some plum brandy that they made. It is delicious. Faithful friends and who are dear to delicious. us. delicious. Gather near to us to Once drink more. more. To drink more. <laughs> Visions of and plum so brandy And so apparently this was a process. Heads. I'm going to, I hope I don't butcher this process. Uh, Woo! But. Woo that brandy! Woo! Isn't it real good Woo! though? Yeah! Um, so they started this process like three months ago. Dope. Where they just, I don't know what they did with the plums. They did some things with the plums. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, they did. 
And they put them in jars they and filled it up plums. with Everclear. <laughs> Did you fuck those plums? You fucked those plums, didn't you? <laughs> and then they filled, I've seen they filled up the jar name. with Everclear. And then they just let it sit for three months. No, at least it's sanitary this now. this is what we have. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Well, and I and Lauren and I actually stopped down to Lawrenceville yes. Distilling Company. Mm-hmm. Shaggy wasn't invited. Damn it! Um, <laughs> Why do you hate me, Joe? <laughs> You're always invited. You're always welcome. Thank you. You just don't go. I'm busy. I'm always busy. I know. Uh, but yeah, so we have a delicious beverage here. This is uh, ginger gin ginger. with some white creme de cacao, de cacao. Uh, orange juice, uh-huh, juice, and uh, aquafaba, <laughs> your favorite. Fucking hate it. Every time you aquafaba. say aquafaba. No, I get it. I get it. It's I the get aquafaba. It. But when you, when like a mixologist, first of all, claims to be a mixologist and drives me crazy, and then says things like, would you like the aquafaba? It's chickpea juice. Just say chickpea juice. Or you, or you could say vegan egg whites. You keep doing this. It's like you know this fun fact. I do. And no, it's keep, good. No, well, God damn for it. people who haven't listened to other episodes, and they're just like, Black Christmas, I love that movie. So they might not know that you can use aquafaba instead of uh, egg whites in your drink. I mean, yeah. If you want to so take good, the last right? bit of joy out of your fucking life. This is filling me with plenty of joy. And uh, so this is called... Mrs. Max mouthwash. Oh, delicious! Nice. <laughs> I haven't tasted it yet, but there's on. no sherry in it. There is no sherry. There is not. Mm, I hope it tastes like toilet water. <laughs> I I tried to convince him to call it the Upper Decker, but no, because <laughs> 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 they have it in the tank instead of the instead of the bowl, Got so it's it. not like right. regular toilet. How water. how? I don't understand. You're a grown ass woman that has a room in this house. Yes. Just keep your sherry in your hat in your room. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was just she wasn't supposed to be yeah. drinking. Oh, because well, she's supposed to be in charge. That's lots of fun. That's more fun now that I know that. Yeah, like this that was the vibe that I got because they were all drinking, but she wasn't supposed to. So she's like hiding not, it in the book. Not just drinking. At certain points, we're feeding it to the kids. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Margot Kidder, the train wreck of all train wrecks. She's fucking cracking beers open in the police station and yelling at cops. Flipping them off. Telling them that she lives in fellatio. Right. (laughs) Swear to God. And then is like, was that her thumb that she started like playing with her her bottom lip with while she's telling them about the about the fellatio phone number? Yeah. I was just like, damn, Margot Kidder. Yeah. Jesus, what would Superman say? I don't know. Because she played Lois Lane. Up, up, and away. That's what she said. (laughs) That's good. She did play Lois Lane. She did. Mm -hmm. Mm, Margot Kidder's interesting to me. Margot (laughs) Kidder! I find her voice really interesting. You find Margot Kidder's voice really interesting? I do. Because it sounds like a two packs a day, just sucked seven dicks kind of voice. Like it's raspy in a weird way. It's just like the, Time out. the Sucking throat. Sucking dick makes your voice raspy. The throat is tired, is what it sounds like. Ha- okay. The th- how it depends on the technique. I imagine. I I imagine. Don't look at me. You're looking at me weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And it's like I've seen her in, in several things, and she always has the same voice. I'm just like, your throat sounds really tired. It's a lot of dick. <laughs> You look sucking that much dick. It turns out your throat. No, Matt. No wonder, right? Right. right? Yeah, no, That's what I'm saying. Just nonstop. Just, like just it sounds it like would, a lot. It's not just one dick that would do that. 
Mm. It would have to be multiple dicks. It'd have to be several. Many. In a, in a row. But I thought she was great in this. I don't love her as Lois Lane, but this, it, it just kind of, the voice matched the character more, I thought. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah, I thought she was great. I agree. Totes. Miss Mac. Is my favorite. Reminded me of, like, Kathy Bates as Miss Hannigan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Putting, like, lipstick on half of one lip. That was amazing. <laughs> that was great. That was my favorite detail. That yeah, was good. that was really good. Was she's there? got she's got lipstick. Not like half puts her lipstick on. It's a quarter lipstick. Yeah. Did you get? Did y'all get sexual tension between Mrs. Mac and the dad? I, I got. I, she was trying. Did it feel like she was? I feel like she. Yeah. She feel like she was like. Yeah. You know, I feel like she's a little hard up. Yeah, I yeah. feel like she's she around was, all those yeah. sorority girls who are pulling on dudes like pairs of pants. Actually, and- she would do the anthropomorphized <laughs> version of like you know. Merlin as a squirrel and Sword in the Stone. That's what he looks like. And they're like getting her a moo-moo as like sexy lingerie and she's just like, oh, thanks, ladies. You're, mm. you're too nice to me. They do love I'm Mrs. gonna Mac. go drink. Do you think they, is that is that someone you love? You love Mrs. Mac? I think they, I think or they she's did. she's like loving like, is she endearing? She was, she's their, she's their house mother. You right. know, I think it's like, she lets them get away with fucking everything. I was everything. gonna say, she wasn't terribly strict, strict or anything. Right. Yeah. Which I think that's all you really want. In a house mother. Yeah, she's she's so, a good sport. She's a good sport. She's not like the chaperone from A League of Their Own that they have to, like, poison her food so mm-hmm. they can go out to the roadhouse and dance with boys. Like, right. um, she's down. Dope. She, <laughs> she's down. She never gets... So, like, what... So, you're up... You're Mrs. Mac. Yes. And you're up the weird ladder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Looking in. And you figure out that one of your girls is, like, posted up like Whistler's mother, <laughs> right, up in the attic window, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> it's like fucking, like... Like Norman Bates's mom, but yeah, shrink-wrapped. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> like fucking saran Wrap's mother, just right there. And then for some reason, you see the killer, and he's moved, motioning towards you. You don't just... Let go? Yeah, like, fuck. I'm out. I'm done. Goodbye. I guess it's tough. I guess I wouldn't know what to do in this situation either. The other thing is, like, she got meat hooked. Which she means did. there's a random meat hook on a chain in the attic. I think it was on a rope. On a it rope. It was on like was a, on a pulley. Rope. Yeah. The fuck? Is that a normal thing in 70s? Well, I attics? also don't know why they had, like, a, a fucking spring loaded rocking horse. Right. In in the attic of a sorority house, the like attic. there was some like weird shit up there for. You're like, oh well, this is where all the college girls live. Like, no, it's not. Absolutely. Well, that's where the dude lives, though. I mean, I think he made it his own little home. Yeah, he lives there. I, I don't think so. I think no? he because I think he climbed up there like that night. Oh, really? You so don't think a, he had been living there? A I don't think slasher. so. You think he's a wandering slasher? I think so because Nomadic I think he killed slasher. that girl earlier that day, right? Well, I mean, I don't think... Do yeah. we, we assume that he killed the little girl yes, in the park? Yes, 100%. I guess I just thought that the attic was his home base. And his name's Billy, right? I guess. Is it? It's, he's credited as Billy. Oh, interesting. I think he's credited as Billy. Because I know in the movies, last phone call, he refers to, like, there's, like, an Agnes there's an and Agnes Billy. And a Billy. So maybe he's Billy or his Lots of Billy's in horror movies. But I couldn't figure out these phone calls. Maybe that's the point. 
Right. Is that is he doing all the voices? Because if so, yeah, man, like, he's great. I, he is I, doing I think all that the was voices. Where, I think that was where I was most disappointed in this movie was that like I really wanted there to be I really wanted something to come out of these phone calls. Like yeah. the more than what did. So like random buggle, buggle, buggle. Yeah, like are is he recording his kills? Like That'd be interesting to find out. It yeah. would be, although like, I don't know that that technology was readily available in this in 1974. Right. Right. But then what? That's are like these a lot things? of equipment. Like, so these are just these. So That's the idea just him doing having voices. an episode yes. or like you know, okay. and he has a lot of episodes. But the thing is, I feel like he missed his calling. My guy is taking no pauses in between switching voices and full-throated with full breath delivering on these with 100% intensity. Yet, in the very beginning, he's fucking out of breath coming up to that door. Well, I would be too if I tried to do, you know, yeah, like a one-man show. That's what he, <laughs> like, that's like, what he just, breathes. Like, Jesus. Because I did, I did, I did giggle a little because it was like, oh, so this is, so the... It's the, an out-of-shape slasher. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's just I thought that first movie has something the first phone call was really interesting to me it was it, yes the, fir- I, the I first I was like oh call, I didn't know you were going to be dropping C-bombs on people the first phone call this is going to sound terrible the first phone call um, was your favorite <laughs> set my expectations high for this movie <laughs> right yeah. like, oh my god he's just like talking about like hunts and pussies and like i'm gonna like suck my cock and i was just like wow i was like right let's go like this is i'm i'm ready for this i'm ready for this i'm ready for this movie that pushes boundaries let's see where this is going like and it did at the time it did it at still the time. does today yes margo kidder said townies can't be raped yeah and everybody in the, like i went yikes but then, like, everybody in the movie was also like, yikes, Margot Kidder. <laughs> right. Holy shit. And, and they- I was not expecting that reaction from the movie. You're expecting them to be like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, like or 1974, it, or, like, that, it was not played for a joke. Right. Like, the character made the joke, and everybody else was like, yikes. fuck you for making Jesus that joke. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, it was... Which I really appreciated the movie for right. doing that. Did you appreciate the amount of fucking like agency that we got from Olivia Hussey? Yes. Yeah, as well, uh, Jess, Jess, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking love her. Yeah, Out of nowhere, I thought she's that just was great. Like, Olivia Hussey's just like, yeah, no, I'm keeping it. And then he starts off with like, we're no, he's no, she she's says, not I'm not keeping, keeping it. it. Oh, I'm not keeping. Right, she says, I'm not yeah, keeping she's it. She's pregnant, and he's like, from well, her douchebag you know boyfriend. Let's reconsider. Let's really reconsider. You know, first and foremost, I've got a lot on my plate today. You know, it's my finals. I can't believe that you would tell me now. It's very inconsiderate. Fuck you. And so, first of all, we know he's a dickbag. In case we forgot he's a dickbag, he tries to get her to reconsider after he smashes his own piano out of frustration. I don't even think that was his piano. I think that was the college's piano. piano. What a dick. Right? That's a lot of money. Those piano that was a that was a mini grand. Fuck, dude. Piano. That is not. So then, in case we forget he's a fucking asshole, he comes back and basically calls her like, I can't believe you do this, you selfish bitch. Starts calling her fucking names and, and like, slurs because she's made a decision about her body. Yeah. And, and I- then, then, later on, he comes back and gets aggressive a little bit about it, right? Like, too yep. aggressive. 
to the point that she feels cornered in the basement and she has to beat him to death with a fire poker. Well, she also thought she he was the killer. She also thought at he was point. the killer. I uh, think that was I mean, probably my tomato, least. Tomato, tomato. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I yeah. think that was my least pa- favorite part of this movie, though, is that I felt like, did anybody really think that Peter was the killer? So here's the thing because this movie was so early. At first, like, uh, I thought it built well, because none of these tropes really existed. Okay, I see what so, you're like, saying. So, like, in 1974, it was like, well, it, I, I was like, this can't one. be Peter. Yeah. And then the more it went, and I was like, I don't know, guys, this kind of fucking might be Peter. And then the killer has Peter's dickhead haircut. Right. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, is this Peter? <laughs> and then he says, the, the caller says they're removing the wart thing, like Peter said to her, somewhere right. else. Right. But so I was like, it's know. gotta be Peter, right? Or he could just be listening somewhere in the house. And that, But know. it wasn't there. They had that conversation in the music room. Oh. Well, then how? Right? Well, that's, what's, uh, not Barb, is it Phyllis? Phil- Phyllis, Phil- yeah. Uh, my name's Phyllis. Uh, oh, that's my grandma's name. Sorry, that's Lego Batman. Uh, but yeah, like Phyllis was like, it could be a coincidence. And then, of course, it was because it wasn't Peter. But like, weird, he'd look for her in the basement. That's my only problem with it not being Peter. Right. Is when he comes to the house at the end. Where, oh, he must why be, is he looking for her in the basement? He must be in the basement. If he wasn't the one who drove her into the basement. I'm going to go check out the basement. Mm. Right. Right. Unless, like, if we heard... Well, there's a large part of me that feels that the click at the end, when all of a sudden, like, the, the attic door shuts again, like the little attic trap door mm-hmm. shuts, I think it's that fucking cat. I just think it's the fucking cat. Because I've watched, apparently I've been completely indoctrinated in horror movies, and now I just assume it's never the killer. <laughs> Until I'm fucking stabbed Well, the, the, the only thing I can think is that, like, because she had locked all the doors and windows, mm. he was trying to find an open, an open door to get in, like the killer would. But we never hear, like, that... Jiggle, sh- jiggle, jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Jazz, it's me! Right. Um, Let me in, Jess. But off of that, this house fucks so hard. I, love I want that house. Ha- oh my I god, that house, house so much. is the nicest house. It's a castle. It is gorgeous. Like that stairwell. Oh yeah, beautiful. Oh, the stairs are fabulous. Oh, it's yeah. like uh, Scarlett O'Hara could fall down that flight of stairs, and it would like it, oh. it just. That, right. uh, it's it's just a fucking great house, but also you can kill people in any room of that house oh, yeah. on the phone with somebody who okay. is also in the house, okay. and they will not hear you having like a conniption fit one floor up. I want to talk right. about some of these death scenes because some of these death scenes are badass, and some of these death scenes fucking suck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So first and foremost, like this, the 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 scene we get of like Whistler's mother in the attic with the mm-hmm. string is fantastic. It's on the cover art, beautiful, great, 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 love it. Okay, the death, the Glassman, the Tennessee Williams death, the Glassman, the Glassman Azure Azure death, death. Yeah. fucking tight, tight, Loved tight, it. tight, 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 like fucking great. I love it. Stabbing like, Margot Kidder with a motion, like fucking glass ah, unicorn. 
like fucking amazing, right? And then I feel so bad for the nerdy fucking friend who like the she is like, oh my god, and then the door closes suddenly, and that's it. That's what she gets. That's her death scene. That's Phyllis, man. God damn it, Phyllis! I feel so bad Phyllis, for you. Phyllis is the Stranger Things Barb of this movie. Yes. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Yes, she is. So this movie sets. Speaking of that, how like it's a call forward fifty years later. This movie sets a lot of precedents. Now, first and foremost, I want to yes. go out of my way to say there's a movie that we don't have on the list that I love. It's called Peeping Tom. Wait, you said we don't have it on the list? We don't have it. I have it. Why is it not on the list? I need to add it. Add it on the list. It's the first time first person perspective is introduced from the villain's point of view. And it's Peeping Tom from 1960. It's a, it's a, uh, is it in your bookie book? Uh, no, I just saw it one day. Ooh. It's a, it's a, it was on AMC Classics for some reason. I was just watching it. Like, I think you were out of the room, out of the dorm at the time. And I saw it and I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Like, I should remember this. Like, for some reason, you had... The so, Turner Classic movies, again, and, like, you just... fucking thank you. You had it on in the background, and all of a sudden, you left, and then I learned something, you dick. The, so, <laughs> so, Peeping Tom, 1960s You only learn when movie, I leave. The first-person perspective of the killer, although in this time, it wasn't a killer. It was the, the first perspective of the Peeping Tom. The whole idea was, like, it's from his perspective, and he's mm. a voyeur, basically, and you're seeing these different things. Um, you had put it on the list. Did I? Yep. Good... Anyway, this steals from that with the first-person perspective. So to say that Halloween, four years later, stole first-person perspective from this movie as the slasher, mm, not exactly accurate, but fucking close. Well, Probably stole from the So here's movie. the thing. Th- Halloween stealing from this movie four years later feels more plausible to me than this movie stealing from peeping tom peeping tom 14 years earlier makes sense also like i've got i've got a holiday horror movie right right that does first person perspective has a final girl has a final girl who's pregnant Right, pregnant final girl. Like, Where's let's that? Go. Let's go. Need more of that in I our lives. I could kill you, Andy. Oh my god! Like that's the fucking like stakes through the roof. Yeah, dude, so good. And then we cut forward four years. Mike Myers, first person perspective, chasing a girl, final girl, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, killing them in different ways, in different parts. Like it's a lot. It stole a lot. And the call is coming from inside the house. The call. Everybody's like, "Where's that trope come from?" It comes from Black yes. Christmas. Yes. A lot of people credit, and we did it too. A yep. lot of people credit. Well, though we cre- we we talked about this on yes. that episode. We did. I we think, did. Yeah, I think when you a stranger fit, calls. You, yeah, right. When a stranger calls. So, like a lot of the calls coming from inside the house was phrased that way from when a stranger calls. Right in nineteen eighty one. Yeah, nineteen eighty one. But the call actually coming from within the house. Is in, Black Christmas is from this movie? It's from Black Christmas. Like you got it wrong. The call's coming from the call's coming from the same address. The killer's inside the house. Like that was the best fucking scene when dopey ass detective is sitting there and it's just like listen to me he's not that dopey he's pretty good listen to me very oh, carefully oh you mean that that stupid guy. that stupid cop the sergeant the cop that doesn't know fellatio yeah the, right? sar- the desk sergeant obviously he doesn't know fellatio poor guy okay so we were talking about this briefly like did it really originate with black christmas i and think so or was it an urban movie, legend first yes it did um but apparently oh yeah we talked about this too during one of stranger calls as well um because the real origin story was the 1950 Ooh. in 1950 when teenager janet chrisman was babysitting for a family friend so it's that real life yeah, event yeah, remember yeah. we janet did talk chrisman. about that but um, I'll tell you what this movie does better than when a stranger calls. Talk about it. 
is it sets up the possibility of the call coming from inside the house way better. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, is this the only, is there another phone in the house? Yeah, but it's up in Mrs. Mac's room and it's a different line altogether. Mm, right. Yeah, it. they set it up way Drop better. Yeah. Whereas like this in, in uh <laughs> when a stranger calls, I think it was like, oh, it was an old phone line that they'd had disconnected. So mm. this guy had to like reconnect the phone line or some shit. Like, I don't know. It was, seemed a little bit of a stretch. But this completely plausible. The house mother has her own phone line. Totes. Totes my goats. Oh fuck yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Also, so- they kill the virgin first. Yeah! The good girl gets killed. Right away. Right off the bat. Right away. Mmm. Where's your god now, Flanders? (laughs) 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 Fuck. (laughs) Fucking, so like, I love that, but I do want to say that like the no fellatio detective, no fellatio detective is like killing it. Like, listen to me very carefully. I want you to hang up the phone. Go to the front door and leave the house. And again, and this is something else I want to bring up. They bring that back and scream. Everyone running up the door when they should be running out the house. Yeah. Right. right? They bring that back there. This entire movie is the second act of Scream. They're in the house. The killer's in the house. We're having one a party. One by one, people are dying. dying in different rooms at different times. People that like... It's literally the entire second act of Black Christmas. This is like the modern slasher. Like, literally, from 74 until we rode the wave till its end of horror, when it got revitalized with Freddy fucking Krueger in the 80s. Like, it was literally a wave. No, yeah, late 80s. Late 80s with Krueger. It when is was a Nightmare wa- on Elm Street? Wasn't that like 84? No. Was it? I think it was pretty early, man. Because they keep, was early 80s. But... A lot of people in the 80s said that we had the horror renaissance. And I just think, a hot take, I don't think that's true. I think horror's always been there. Waiting in the shadows. I, well, I think they forget that Halloween was in the late 70s. Yeah. Yeah. 84, 84 that is that what you said? 84. I yeah. said 84. Holy shit. You said job, buddy. Damn. Good call. Fuck. Let's go. Yeah. I still can't separate New Line Cinema from Freddy. Whenever I see the logo, I'm like, I'm I about can't, to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. I can't separate it from the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Let's go. <laughs> I love how we're in two different, we're like in two different camps, but we're the same, you know. Yeah, same, it's like same. New Line Cinema. Oh, I must be watching... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Same, same. Mm. Different, but same. But same. There's a guy with claws of, of steel yeah, on his hands. Sh- yeah. Shredder and Freddy. Shredder, same guy. Yeah, fr- same, same guy. guy. <laughs> why is this... Why is this movie... Why is this a Christmas movie? It happens at Christmas. Like, but why? Like, I just why feel like... Why does it happen at Christmas? Yeah, like, I feel like there's, like, no significant... I, I don't know. Because Bob Clark loves Christmas! Bob Clark loves Christmas! <laughs> Don't get pregnant, Olivia. Like, See, why? you'll poke your just, eye out. Were they trying to get people to watch it? Like, why? Well, so... It probably hadn't been done This before. is a slightly off topic, yeah. but Shane Black... Oh, yeah? ...makes pretty much all of his movies take place at Christmas. Because of Black Christmas? No. Shane Black Christmas. Because of Die Hard. Part of the reason why Die Hard works as well as it does is... Because it takes place at Christmas, the stakes are automatically higher. You have a large group of people gathered together for a joyous occasion, and then you can undercut that with the action. Yes. Or what have you. This movie kind of 
clued into that first. Okay. Right. So it's like you have a house full of people. When people disappear, there's a plausible reason for the other people in the house to not think twice of them not being there. Oh, no problem. They're just out playing. Like, what's her name? Or they're heading home. Or was going home for the holidays. I tell these people left the party. Yeah, that's weird. I have Mrs. Mack was going out. Um, But yeah, so I think that's, I think that if you took this movie and said it any other time that wasn't Christmas, it wouldn't work quite as well. All right. I can see that. And it also gave them the opportunity for that kick-ass uh, uh, caroling group. That Holy shit, fun. right? They were so good. Really good. Children? Just yes. friends? Why don't we have carolers anymore? Am I old for saying that? Uh, I think Love Actually Killed It. Oh, yeah? Say it's carol singers. Now nobody wants to go carol singing anymore. It could be some weird dude with with poster board outside your house. I'm not fucking you for various reasons. <laughs> Just another I reason to say that movie. Yeah, say it's carol singers uh, doesn't work anymore. My guy, the killer, kills that one bitch and dresses her up like Whistler's mother. And then meat hooks Miss Mary Mack and pulls her the rest of the way in. And apparently... There's a scene that I just started laughing at out loud because he draws Mrs. Mary's Mac's fucking body into the attic and then has a tantrum, a full-blown... <laughs> this, like, smashing shit. Smashing the horses. And nobody hears things. anything. No one hears anything. He's just upstairs going, no, no, no. Like, he's just going nuts. For no reason. Like, just so mad that he accidentally killed the wrong bitch. Like, so mad about it. You're a killer. This is what you do. It's like someone. You're not young and pretty. You're the house mother. Like, someone came along and was like, sorry, there's no I on your bingo card. And he's just like, Mama, I had B and N and G and O. Mary Macumit. Like, just fucking. Lost his mind for no reason. But that house is so good that nobody heard it. Like uh, thick walls, everything says. soundproofed. Margot Kidder's cool, fucking another townie. <laughs> but that's kind of cool because it tells us about the character. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> clearly, this person. Clearly, this person isn't stable. He's he's the picture of sanity. <laughs> he's fucking. He has goals. Fucking, he holds himself to a certain Steve standard. Car- <laughs> he's Steve Carell from Evan Almighty. He's running around. It's fucking hilarious. It's so funny. It's so funny. I love it so much. And the other thing that I want to make sure I talk about is that old squirrel man. The first girl's dad that never finds the body. Never finds the body. And it's just like, well, I guess that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, so that was another thing. Um, just is like, well, cops solved it. Great job, everybody. So there was, there, there was one thing that was missing for me was the two weird dudes that show up to the house with a shotgun. Oh, Harry and Marv. <laughs> don't, you, don't worry, ladies. We got you. Don't you worry. Yeah, when the wet bandits show up with a shotgun. The wet bandits! Oh my god, they are! They're the wet bandits! But, so here's... Here's the thing that was missing from that little exchange, for me. (laughs) Is it Kevin McAllister? No. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's missing from every exchange for me. Uh, it, was a, it was a paint can to the face. Bang! <laughs> Blow torch to the head. Uh, <laughs> Smash his face with an iron! Uh, no, so that was so close to being relevant. And right. so close to have to building tension. Mm-hmm. If they had followed tracks there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I kept waiting for one of them to say, are you sure you haven't seen anything suspicious? Because we were just following some footprints. Uh, probably nothing. Probably yeah. nothing. You know, oh, like yeah. it was, that was the only thing. Or like, even if, sure, the girls weren't listening to them, but then like they closed the door on them and then they were like, but the, I mean, there were the footprints that we were I following. I heard an asthmatic just walk by here a second. <laughs> no, that was Margot Kidder. Right. <laughs> Random asthma attack in the middle of <laughs> Random. Holding the inhaler upside down. I don't think they work that way. I don't know. I was like, is that a thing that you can do? I don't, I don't think know. they if work that way. Anyone knows what goes in her mouth, it's this character. <laughs> She knows. We're not here to slut shame Margot Kidder. No, I'm here to slut praise. She knows what's up. She knows her business. She does. She's sitting there looking at porn in the living room while like the grieving father is there and then starts <laughs> yelling at everybody. Be like, you think I killed her because I drove her away because I said the C word and you can't rape townies. Like, that's... <laughs> That's what you people think. I'm going to have my full Virginia Wolf moment right fucking here. Like, God, she's wearing the fucking silk. Oh, my God. I love Margot Kidder in this movie. Uh, She is so hardcore. Just fucking Virginia Wolfing out all over the place. Why isn't there a Virginia Werewolf movie? Who's afraid of Virginia Werewolf? Yes, Virginia, there is a werewolf. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do. Let's. You know what? That's our first film. Who's first afraid film of Virginia. Yes, Virginia? There is a Santa Claus. Yeah, that's what we do. We do. Who's afraid of Virginia Werewolf? And it's literally almost one hundred percent a shot-for-shot remake of Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Except at the very end, Virginia Wolf turns into a werewolf and fucking kills everyone. <laughs> you pay good money. You know you would. Uh, is it time for last call? Yes, it is time for last call. All right, I have a last call. All right. What is it? What do you guys think about the twist at the end? What a twist! Uh, that it's not Peter? That it's not Peter. She just killed her boyfriend. Not for no reason, but not for the reasons that she thinks she did. I think I'm okay as long as, like, I retconned this in my head and said, okay. I said, one, he won't kill her because she's pregnant, right? Um, however, <laughs> like... Does he know that? This is, Yep. We know Billy knows that. He does. Because he said it on the phone calls. Which part? He said, I I can't kill you and it. I can't kill you and her. Or, I can't kill you and it. I can't kill you and the baby. He said that during one of the phone calls. Yeah, but I didn't know. I That's one of the reasons why I thought it was Peter. When it wasn't Peter anymore, it stopped making the sense. Still makes sense. It's still his motivation for not killing her. I can't kill you because I can't kill you and the baby. But there was another phone call at the end. Like having a ward removed. Yeah, but he wasn't... That's the thing. He wasn't there for that conversation. Well, he's in the fucking walls, dude. He's she, in the goddamn walls! But they they, were weren't, in the music, they yeah. weren't in the house when they had that conversation, were they? Wasn't that the conversation they had in the music room? I don't remember, but... I thought that was in the music room. It's... Uh, but, yeah. so anyway, I thought it was pretty effective, personally. Yeah. Like, because you know something's wrong... Otherwise, 
Like, you're just sitting there going like, why isn't the movie ending? <laughs> why isn't the movie ending? Why isn't the movie ending? I don't have to watch Be Asleep with nobody in the room. Why isn't the movie ending? Like, slowly. It was just like, like, it just stays on her for a long time. And I was just like, oh, no. Like, I was... <laughs> Like I was waiting for like the door to start shutting, you know, but I was like, no, it wouldn't oh, be that. that. Been good and then too, it like though. pans over to Margot Kidder's room, and I like kept waiting for like a hand to crawl out from under the bed. Yeah, like, that right same. Oh god, I I kept waiting for the thing to it happen. Was really good it, suspense. But the other the nice thing place. was when they're like, well, where are we gonna? They can't take all of these bodies. Where are we gonna do with all these bodies? Mm-hmm. And your brain starts going like, oh, I guess they found the ones in the attic. I guess that makes sense. The police would like it's a crime scene that yeah, probably look, look everywhere. Around, yeah, but they never fucking check the attic because why would they? Because nobody fuck- was up there, right? Uh, but yeah, so that's my last call. I thought the twist ending, while uh, like by today's standards, kind of predictable for a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, I thought it was. But yeah. because there was no because 50 there was no years blue- ago though, like holy shit, there was no blueprint for yeah. this movie. I was able to sort of like put myself in that place of being like, well, I have no idea what's going to happen because there aren't tropes that they're playing on yet. And that's that's my last call. As a matter of fact, I like to call movies from the 70s the unfortunate, right? (laughs) Because it's not it's not old enough to be the golden 60s movies where you're like, oh, this wonderful 60s nostalgia. It's not like 60 years ago, this nostalgia, right? It's also not aesthetically pleasing enough to be the 80s, right? Like, 80s movies were like, we figured it out. We know how to make a blockbuster, baby. Like, and you know, like, you've so got That's the, why I prefer 70s movies. Right. It's this weird middle ground of I'm not old enough to be valued, <laughs> but I'm it's, not, I'm not like 80s enough to be aesthetic. It's between the polish. Yes. Because the. It's this awful taxi driver time. It's the, it's the. And again, this is a little bit more so because this is more independent and Canadian, but it's the new Hollywood time. Yeah. Where it's like the studio system has collapsed. Figuring it out. And it's all just directors doing shit that they want to do. Yeah, dude. And then the studios that were left just had to figure out how to sell that. And it seems like there's a wave of that. It seems like we go through the 80s, 90s of like, no, no, this is how you do it. And then we hit 2000 land and it's like, hey man, free for all again. And then I feel like that slipped away at the end of like 2000. I think like the towers fell and then it was like, nope. Yeah. Well, you started seeing a bit of an indie resurgence in the late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. The towers go down. It's like, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) Like, that's exactly what fucking happened. And then it felt like since then we're we're done. It felt like Clear Channel Radio. You guys know the story of Clear Channel Radio? Why Lilith Fair is dead? No. You know Clear Channel Radio is the reason why Will Ferris fucking dead? I, I didn't know that. I knew that there was basically just a large backlash against women having their own it, fil- their own festival. I mean, possibly, but the reason why it was very much Sarah McLaughlin, Lilith Fair, Ani DeFranco, big fucking Lilith Fair, right? Like, big vagina all over, right? Yeah. yeah. But what happened was, all of a sudden, there was this new law where companies could now start buying public radio frequencies. 
And then Clear Channel Radio, this one dude in Texas took Just all, all the fuck. Do you remember how all of a sudden there was like one year where we were all little fair all the time and we were seeing all these independent artists and everything was great? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, guess what? Blink 182 in your face 24 7. Uh, like that's what. This is rock, real rock, the hardest rock, not your grandmother's rock. Next up, Imagine Dragons. Like that's, like this is the fucking, that's what I'm talking about. Like all of a sudden Clear Channel Radio took over absolutely everything. And I feel like that studio system is the same shit. You get good movies out there, movies, movies where they start taking chances. And maybe they fuck up, maybe they don't, but you're still like, huh. And it inspires someone to do something different, right? Like, it just inspires other people to try again, try again, try again. And then all of a sudden you get, like, people come out of the woodwork, right? Kevin Smith, as much as you hate him, still did a lot for indie movie makers to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can do it too. And Black Christmas is very much in that unfortunate era that brought about a lot of people going, you know what? Let's try new stuff, especially in the horror genre. It's absolutely fantastic, and I absolutely love it. And that's why I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the studio system. But I do love the gossip of the studio system when it pops up. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, really? That went to that person? Oh my god, why? They were the cousin of Bakarabak. Like, they just, I love that shit. But yeah, that's my call. Is that like the unfortunate seventies? Like the, how we got films like Taxi Driver, how we got Black Christmas, how we got really good seventies movies, is because we were off the fucking rails, baby. Yeah, everybody was on cocaine, juice. A lot of it. I feel like I don't need cocaine. <laughs> I don't think you do. I feel like I'm already so kind either. of directly shaggy symptomatic of you are being on coke. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I told someone at work today, like I don't do drugs. I am drugs. <laughs> and they thought that was funny. And I, I was am like, Shiva, the god of death. You guys don't know Salvador Dali. He said that shit. Dali said that. Anyway, Dali. He would be mad. Anyway. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, what's up? You have a last call. Is that your last call? Talk about I, your last well, call. This or is this just this wasn't sidebar? Uh, I was I was going to look. Okay, Side now car. I have a few. I was trying to look <laughs> up go. like how this how this movie was received, how it did. Oh yeah, it, it did well, and it made it was like it had the budget was like six hundred twenty thousand dollars, and it made four million. Four point one. Four point one million in Canadian um, dollars. But. Uh, <laughs> Also, on your, this might be starting to get into review territory, so I'll be careful. But on your, on like going off of what you were say, saying, Shaggy, about how it was kind of like in that weird middle ground, yeah. I kind of feel like that way about like what it is as a horror movie too, because I feel like it's better than like your typical bad slasher movie. Yes, but yet not like as provocative or as like as Halloween. Or as, yeah, like, thought-provoking or intelligent, maybe, as, like, some of the better horror movies, either. So, like, that's kind of where I feel like it's in this weird middle ground. You're totally right. But I was going, I was looking, so apparently there's a part, there's a section of Wikipedia that says, television premiere controversy. Ooh, talk about that. So this, this film, under the title Stranger in the House, was set to make its network television premiere. um, Stranger in the House. On NBC's weekly Saturday night at the movies. For real? But two weeks prior to the premiere, the Chi Omega Sorority House uh, Florida State University was the scene of a double murder what? in which two, I said Chai, sorry, two Chi Omega sisters. Yeah, mm, sorry. Delicious reading, fall beverage, Chi Omega. Right? Two Chi Omega sisters asleep in their beds were bludgeoned to death. Bludgeoned? Yes. And then the killer went to a nearby room in the sorority house and violently attacked two more sleeping co-eds who survived. 
The killer was later identified as Ted Bundy. Yep. No. No, he was big in Florida State. Holy so, shit. Um, yeah. This see. movie is direct, direct fucking reference. This no, is, no, no, no. This, this movie so, is six degrees of separation from okay. Ted Bundy. Um, Let's fucking go. Are you saying that Ted Bundy saw this movie and was like, idea? Ted, Ted Bundy kills these bitches. I'm sorry, victim. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry, victims, victims. <laughs> Ted Bundy kills these victims. Nice young ladies. Nice young ladies. Ted Bundy kills these nice young ladies. All of a sudden, because of that, a movie studio says, no, let's not film this film. Shot well, by no, Bob let's Clark. Let's not put it out on... TV. On TV. Which was a movie that was done by Bob Clark. So we had to talk to the studio. So Ted Bundy, recording studio, motion picture, Bob Clark. We're reviewing it, so us. We're five degrees from Ted Bundy. Baby. So so yeah. Anyway, so then um, the governor of of Florida, you know, contacted NBC president and was like, "Please don't show this. You know, it's too close to home because it it was a Chi Omega sorority house. Like it's like <gasps> so they were That's the the, the murders of sorority sisters. I don't think this made it. This makes it sound like, but it was not the same sorority, right? It wasn't a Chi Omega. I don't think so. It was like pie it was like something. Kappa. I think there was Kappa in there too. Pi Kappa or something. Okay. Anyway. Um, and also looking more into like critical response and stuff like that. It seems like it, very interestingly enough, it seems like the movie is better received now yeah. than it was, which is interesting. I feel like considering that a lot of things that we've talked about have been it being the first of its kind. So I wonder like, so, so why wasn't that received? Well, if it was underappreciated. Yeah, I guess so. And now maybe the reason that it's, it's better uh, received now is because people are identifying it as like the, the OG. Yeah. Progenitor. Yeah. The blueprint. So, so yeah. Those are those are my last calls. Wow, that's such the fact that you made me closer to Ted Bundy. I can't thank you enough. All right, that's kind of weird. It's not. It's not that. It's a little weird. It's not that weird. It's a little weird. It's not that weird. Why do you want to be Ted Bundy? I don't want to be Ted Bundy. You just just seem to admire him in a way. I just like. (laughs) I don't want to be. I'm just saying. I have a calling. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that sounded. By the way, choosing. It's not like it's not a choice. The Ted Bundy life chose me. Anybody want to review this? Yes. Go. You go. I'm surprised if you don't love this, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised if you don't love it. Tell me I'm about that. I'm surprised if you don't dislike it a little, okay. Lauren. I'm surprised <laughs> if you don't love it. Tell Be- me why. Because of you're a big hipster. Because, like, well, yeah. knowing, like, hey, you like Angelina Jolie? How <laughs> about a picture of John Voight's ball sack? Like, so much better than it. You like the Jet Star? This is what it looks like. Like it just seems. Well, no, like, that makes it sound like you, George Lucas. Sorry, yeah, you, you made me sound like I like you, the prequel trilogy, which I don't. But you do like having knowledge people don't necessarily have, and then t- oh, you like horror movies? No, oh, I agree have with you. Have you ever seen Black Christmas? Because that's where all the horror movies you like come from. Like, no, I I agree with you. There is a certain kind of like it. It is sort of relevatory to me that like this is so influential to pretty much everything good in the genre of slasher horror films yeah. that came after it. Totes. But, but <laughs> it's also better than most of them. Yeah. Like, yes. I mean, even if it wasn't first, yeah. 
The characters are more interesting. Yep. They're better written. Yes. They're better acted. Yes. They have more clear-cut motivations. Yes. There isn't anything about this movie, really, that it doesn't do better than all of the movies that came after it. Right. By the way, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure that everybody knows who the writer was on Black Christmas. I'm trying to find that now. <laughs> Give me one second. Oh, shit. It was written by A. Roy Moore. A. Roy Moore? A. Dot Roy Moore. A. Uh-huh. Roy Moore. You done messed up, A. Roy Moore. <laughs> you done messed up, A. Roy Moore. A. Roy Moore. A. Roy Moore. Right. Produced and directed by Bob Clark and then cinematography by Reginald H. Morris, edited by Stan Cole. Music uh, by like the the cops are better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the victims are better. Yeah. The fuck it five. No. What? Yeah. I'm. I'm. What? It's I a was, Christmas miracle. I've been. What? I've been trying to think of something that I'm like. No, you should take point two five off for X, Y, or Z, and I'm coming up short. Wow. It's really good, guys. I knew you'd love it. I didn't know you'd five love it. it this is better than Halloween. It is wow. by a substantial margin. I would say yes, it is. Like, this is way better than the first Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm standing by it. I can't Dope. think of a reason not to. Don't. Lauren, I think that you're mildly disappointed by this movie, but you're middle ground. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. Let's go! You're right. You're right. Um, so, yeah, this is really... These are why these these numbers and these reviews are subjective. Subjective. Um, because <laughs> subjective. I I just going back on what I was saying about like I feel like it's in this weird middle ground of like better than most slasher movies, but not quite like as good as some of the best horror movies. But like I think. My problem is... I want to go back to that part of your review real quick, just real quick. What movie do you think is better than this movie that we've seen so far that you're like, no, this movie's way better? See, okay, because I'm about to go into that kind of, in a way, because, and and it's, the problem is that, like, I love those bad slasher movies. Right. So it's like, that's kind of where... I'm at with this. Are you saying this movie's too good? I I think I think what I'm <laughs> saying I think what I might be saying is this movie is too good for what it's doing, <laughs> like for what wow. it's what it's being. This movie yeah. is not what. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, and so I hold on. What was it? Where was I going with this? I was gonna say it's not as good as other slasher movies. Right, but it's better it's than other slasher movies, but not as good as good other as, horror movies. As other, as right. Some horror movies. It's fantastic as a slasher, but it's not a pinnacle of a horror. And I just didn't. I don't know. It didn't like. It didn't endear itself to me. Um, is it because it takes place at Christmas? I don't know. Uh, also, do though. Christmas? Oh, I forgot. I wanted what? Yeah. Why, why do, do you, you hate Christmas? Christmas? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why does Lauren hate fun? Ooh, it feels so good when I say it. <laughs> but also, oh, this I think this was another last call that I wanted to say, the end, where it was like where it was like the, the rocking chair in the window with the candle that's lit and like right? really nobody's gonna go in no the attic. Nobody's gonna be like, Who's that weird shiny headed girl right? in the attic? 
Um, but I did really like it. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do three and a half. Ooh, a little better That's than average. That's mine. Than okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and I did the twist. The it, it was never a twist for me, and I couldn't remove myself from that. I felt like they were trying to make us hate Peter too much throughout the whole movie, and then they showed him. They showed like the image of basically him killing. Um, that was when he killed Margot Kidder, right? Yeah. 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 So, and so I was like, I know it's not going to be Peter, and then. It didn't. Um, it didn't follow through on enough for me. There were there were a lot of things where like I wanted them to do more with the phone calls. Like I wanted to. I wanted to hear more about where what the phone calls were about. Whether that be like what he was doing yeah, or yeah, whether yeah. like so like those moments where you said you laughed out like that moment yeah. where you said you laughed out. Loud. He's losing his mind. I wanted more of those. I wanted to know more about what we were dealing with. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, I want him randomly more. knocking shit over in different rooms, so mad, like in the kitchen, wrecking. And then he leaves, and it was like, "What's going on in the kitchen?" <laughs> oh, and they walk in, and like it's a fucking wreck. And like, oh, that Margot Kidder. <laughs> then they right. what a kidder. What uh, a kidder. <laughs> but so real quick, just because I didn't get to mention it in my last call, but I love the like inside info that we get because the like, oh, you didn't keep him on the phone long enough is like a trope. Like, you, right. I need more time to trace yeah. this call. How fucking long does it actually take to trace but, a call? Well, the guy but has to we, fucking find Yeah, he's like it's running it's back and forth across a <laughs> room yeah. and looking visually where the call is coming from. Like, that was amazing to yeah, see. That cool. I, like, that was great. That was cool. Um, so, r- sorry. So, no. the phone company had computer systems that could trace calls at the times, but the phone number had to be connected to a Dropbox, which would hook it up through the tracing computer. It took a court order to get a trace, and it was usually a week to 10-day job to get the court order to come in to do the Dropbox, and then all of a sudden find out where it was coming from. Took fucking 10 days. So this is a little unbelievable, actually. Even at that point where he's running around going, Where is it? Where is the cop? Like, oh, it's probably him. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Where are the cops? But so, yeah, I'm going to do three and a half. Dope. I, I can't give I a, hate you. No, I, I'm just joking. I, I still like this movie. I've been talking about this movie to everyone that will listen recently. That's just like, I, I watched it. And as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, my God. That's where this comes from. That's where this comes from. Well, that's where Halloween got it. It's where the trope of the calls coming from inside the house. And though, I know that that's the urban myth, like oh. the calls are coming from upstairs the whole bit. But like also this oh, was Oh, no, like, but yeah, this was the first movie that did, did it, for the sure. The first movie that did it, right? It's the first movie that did first-person perspective of the killer's perspective. It's the first movie from like um, that that did like... It literally, it, it spawned the entire fucking act two of Scream, which is one of my favorite fucking movies. Because Scream is the culmination of all the things that I love about everything from 74 on. Like literally seventy four all the way to two thousand, right there, baby. Like that's that's, it's all right there. It's so good, and I can't stop talking about it. However, it is dated, and I get that, and it is a slasher, 
And usually slashers kind of suck a little for some reason. I needed it to suck more to you, like it as a slasher. So you needed it to suck more. I needed it to suck less. We're the Goldilocks of suck here. Yes. This doesn't suck. My no, porridge was just right. <laughs> <We're> the, <laughs> fuck both of you. We're the Margot Kidder of suck. We're the, <laughs> your throat's all tired. <laughs> this didn't suck enough. This sucked too much. <laughs> so I my blowjobs were just right. <laughs> unfortunately, I feel the slashers as a whole suck a little bit, just a little bit. So yeah, even screen. They're great. Oof, you got me. Ah! you got me right here, right in the A one spot. <laughs> uh, right, right. Working your nipples a little bit. Working the nipples. <laughs> so there I was, barbecue sauce on my titties. The <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, is I'm gonna go four point five. Because right. it's fucking phenomenal. It really fucking is. I would highly recommend this to everyone, but I have to dock it a point five because when I talk to someone and I say, this is the perfect movie, they won't watch it. This is the perfect movie. Nuh-uh. Get the fuck away from it's me. It's not the perfect movie, but, but it's, tell like, someone, it is the best of its kind I've ever it seen. It is the best 70s, even 80s slasher that I have seen. It really, really is. 4.5. Awesome. Don't let's roll. We don't have to because next week is next week New is Year's. New Year's. Oh, Happy New Year! Where we are going to be doing New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. From what year? 1980, I think. It's not going to be as good as Black Christmas, I can tell you that. Nah, 1980. Lonely women wanting to wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you go Not your personal. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> Lonely women wanting to celebrate New Year's Eve become easy prey for a maniacal murdering misogynist whose New Year's resolution is to kill women at every stroke of midnight. Wonderful. Directed by Emmett Alston. <laughs> for least date. Wait, what? Every it's, stroke of midnight? As, as the each time zone becomes a new midnight. I think that's what it... I think that's the idea. You know how fast you'd have to drive? I don't think he's Is he going... on a jet plane? I don't know. I haven't we'll seen have it, but we'll find it. out. We'll have to watch. on a jet plane. Don't know when I can kill again. <laughs> Excellent. So thank you all. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Happy holidays to one and all. Thank you so much for joining us for another fun-filled episode of Fright Pub. Uh, if you are feeling so inclined to weigh in on what you think about Black Christmas or anything else, go ahead and <laughs> Black Christmas, I gave you my heart. The, the very next day, you wrapped it in cellophane and put it on a rocking chair in the attic. Uh, yeah, if you guys are feeling so inclined to join the conversation, look us up on Facebook. Join our Facebook group, the Fright Pub Podcast Shit Posting Morgue, uh, where we have a grand old time sharing spicy memes and spicy, uh, spicy, 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 spicy with an E and memes with an I. Memes, spicy memes, spicy memes. <laughs> and also, if you would uh, not mind, <laughs> damn it, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, please. It helps. It helps make the burning stop. I give it five for the spicy memes. 
Jesus. <laughs> Thanks again. Join us next week for New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. <laughs> I just let him go sometimes. <laughs> and, and until next time. I lost my mind. Please podcast responsibly. Stay proud. Stay proud of yourself. Stay proud of yourself.